here, so. What we talking Whoa. about? He cold topped it. Okay. Ready to go? Yeah. Oh, he shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Kevin and Mark, as always. Um, welcome back, brother. How was the holiday? Great to be back. Unbelievable, yeah. Finally back home. Uh, five you. days of isolation now. I've missed you. i missed you too, yeah. We'll be back I'm together. I'm seeing you for a few weeks. Can't wait That's to get back on the, on the lives and just be sitting there doing it together. Well, the good news is I was meant to do 10 days quarantine, but they've got some uh, money-making phase day five thing that they're running. So, um, for next for next £100, for me and Nick, we can leave the house on day five instead of day 10, providing we're negative, which means I'm only in quarantine till Saturday. So then next Monday, we're back, baby. Nice. Yeah. You need to watch out what happens to me. It doesn't happen to you, because I've just had a text yesterday saying I was someone on my flight has tested positive who I haven't seen for eight days or whatever, and now I've got a quarantine for an extra few days. I was like... I've been doing what I was I was out when he phoned me and I was like, I've been doing what I wanted for the last seven days. Like, what are you talking about? So you need to go home and isolate. And I was like, all right, whatever. The old system's a joke. I seen Polter, I seen Polter posters on Instagram, something about the uh, PCR tests aren't working as they should be or something. And he was like, he was all pissed off about having to throw these things up his nose and down his mouth if they're not working and what's next. So everyone's just- that's like all these conspiracy theorists have been saying that these haven't been working since the start. The fellow who invented the test said that it doesn't work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just an absolute circus. Yeah, but anyway. Five tests. But it was worth it for the olive, yeah. But it's nice. Oh, to it, be- yeah, it is. It is worth it, isn't it? But brought, some nice, brought a nice rainy storm back with me as well. I know. Well, do you know what? That's the only saving grace of this isolation, that storm, that I don't have to be I look outside and it's all sunny and be gutted if I'm not on the golfy. I know. Well, it was supposed to be warmer over here than it was where I was. So It, were. it was nice. Like It was nice the last few days, like that for me. You play much golf? So I played the club champs and like just honestly had one of them. It must be competition, whether it's a, like I was... Like just not playing enough competitions, and then just when I get into a competition, just acting like it's a different game to a normal game of golf. I just need to get my mind straight. Yeah, it'll come back. Talking of competition, um, there's been some news out this week. Tittle Hatton is going to return to the BMW Championships at Wentworth to nice. defend the defenders' crown. So uh, that's the last official event for uh, the Ryder Cup points. So. Uh, joining them, you've got Fleetwood, Rose, Westwood, Poulter, Willett, Wallace, Fitzpatrick. They're all the other Englishmen already confirmed. So looking like it's going to be a great tournament again. So a bit sick. of news about the press. Yeah, well, other news, which is not as positive as that, the uh, the Nedbank's been cancelled in South Africa. All right. Remember, well, I think Tommy won it, remember, a few years back? Yeah. Yeah, that's been cancelled. What's the what's the reason? I think it's just the state of COVID in in, a, in South Africa. Just not they've just cancelled it again. Well, they had to cancel the first few events on the Challenge Tour, didn't they, at the beginning of the year? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe struggling with it a bit more than the, than the likes of us. Yeah. Well, speaking about winning, somewhere we uh, we won the bet again. <laughs> Woo-hoo! 
Unbelievable. Do you know what? I always throw, because obviously we give away a driver, we always throw £20 on it, don't we, on the bet? Because yeah. the odds are so high, because the, they didn't pick, everyone who, who picked voted, they didn't pick the favourites. It's like 32 to 1, so I thought, we'll just throw 10 on it. It's enough to cover well. the enough to cover the driver they come in at one I was like oh as if we haven't threw the 20 on do you know what that's the only one like out of all of them that we've done apart from the first one that one that I haven't copied so now I think we should just double it up as if it's one bet for us and then I, I won't copy it on my personal because my personal account's cursed <laughs> what, a, what a bet though unbelievable thanks to everyone getting involved yeah we're going to do an, um, a live Instagram um, and do the to the draw, everybody that entered. So we had a couple of hundred who entered. So thanks for engaging with us. That's, that's the whole point of it, obviously. Definitely. Um, we, we appreciate everyone getting involved and finally get to give away a driver again. Yeah, buzzing. Dan Morris going to be fuming, and they're going into his stock again. <laughs> but um, in other news, like not not the best news, but um, Chris Cooley, a long time um, caddy in Surrey, he died at the on the Tuesday practice round of a cardiac arrest. At Sunningdale last week. Oh, mad. So rest in peace to him. him do you know what I mean? Mad, mad one. Yeah. Yeah. Send the thoughts to his, his friends and family. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Never nice to hear that one, though. No. no, it's horrible. And um, from something like, thing, yo, Harold Varner's give out a few tips. Come out and give a few tips out of how to drink on the golf course. As he, yeah. And I was going to come out and say, I could show it better, but this is a bit more like, how to play good golf and still drink. Drink beer. Drink, well, he says don't drink beer. Like he's saying like more cocktails and different things, like something lighter. And I was like, okay. He's like, golf's an athletic motion. You still need to, you don't want something sitting too heavy on you. So I was like, okay. Um, and then he's like, pace yourself. There's another thing that we just don't do. Never. Um, he's like, when you start hitting the ball everywhere, golf's a long round. You don't want to be... Um, play out there for that long when you when you can't keep the ball on the course so that's pretty solid advice and then also is stay hydrated he said um, you don't realise how much energy you're using so make sure you have water in between your beer so I was like it's right Varner <laughs> beer water beer water beer water well, it's beer, beer, beer cocktail <laughs> it's interesting you should say that about the um, keeping yourself hydrated because Brings us nicely onto the 3M Open and this this week's winner, uh, Cameron Champ, suffered a bit of dehydration in the final round, didn't he? Is that is that what happened? I didn't um, I didn't I didn't catch that. Yeah, well, I'd, obviously I've been away, so I didn't I didn't see much of it. But reading reading um, uh, an article on on the back end of it, yeah, he uh, battled the final round with dehydration. No way. So the energy levels must have been zapped, but probably. Well, obviously the nerves as well, but one of the reasons he's he's hoisted that one a million miles left on the final round. He definitely weren't going in the water, was he? No. Well, did you see everyone giving him all the commentators giving him shit over that saying like he shouldn't he shouldn't he's been playing irons on the other eight holes on the background. He's been hitting it well. Like he doesn't need driver. He shouldn't be hitting driver. Pab wins him it, and then he just came out and said like I'm hitting driver every single time. There. It's an every single time. Because I he said that before he played, didn't he? I'm going to hit driver down eighteen. But surely, like, I think the commentators are right there. He doesn't need to hit driver down the road. So do you think I know, that- but once you start changing your game plan, yeah, mental errors could keep it. He could hit iron, and then he's he doesn't know his plan's not there. Because he even said, if I hit driver, and if it's left, it's, it's a, I know it's a tough driving hole, but I can punch it out and I can make par. And that's exactly what he's done. 
Yeah, but come, he's so lucky with that punch out, though, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just missed that. Did he clip the tree or just missed the tree? Oh, he did clip the tree, went to the little thing, and then he had to hack it out again. Could have went anywhere. I yeah. Know. He eventually gets up and down, doesn't he? Sick wedge shot, though, wasn't it? Unreal. Knocks it to an inch. Love a bit of spin back, don't we? But that 18 hole, it's. Do you know what the part, what it was playing compared to the rest of the course? No. So that 18 hole was playing plus 35, and the rest of the course was playing minus 85. Wow. Mad on that, isn't it? We always talk about an interesting par five finish about the being birdies and eagles. And eagles, yeah, yeah, I know. The flip reverse, isn't it? Well, Gary Woodland had us on um, at my art racing because I was keeping a track of it, you know, through the PGA Tour website of how they were doing. And oh, you, yeah. You where the shots have gone on the on the website, can't you? And I think Gary Woodland had a three-shot lead and we needed him to to, to win his match to, to take, you know, take the bet money. Yeah. Not just drive into the water. Oh. Like, oh, the um, I can't remember who he's playing with. He says playing partner's going to make a birdie and he's going to double it and we're going to walk away empty-handed. But yeah, oh. he scraped. He got up and down from the bunker to make bogey. Um, so at least he didn't do what uh, Kang done and he made a twelve before in the water on eighteen. Did he? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a joke, that isn't it? Well, he, it was where was what? he? In the, where was he in the tournament? I don't know. I just seen. I just seen at the end of his round. He had, he had a decent round going. He had a twelve at twelve at, on the last with a three putt. I think he just walked up and tapped his putt in and just walked off. Oh my god! Devastating. But uh, there's a good few good bit of golf out there. though, wasn't it? You see um, Keith Mitchell started the third round with seven birdies in a row. Yeah, seeing that. Like, that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, that's some golf. That I know. And then. Um, that Tringale, Tringale he's still leading the um, the without a win money list. Where's where did he finish? I think he finished second or third. He was, lead, he was leading going into the final round, wasn't he? Yeah, I know. Three hundred and seven starts. He was one playing at Woodland, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah final round. That was who it was. Three hundred and seven starts without a win, the most ever since two thousand and nine to to uh, play on the PGA Tour without a win. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, but he fell apart. He, he on the thirteenth, he put it into a bunker. Didn't yeah. get it to the green. Then he missed yeah. the green with his chip. Then he three puts it for a triple bogey, and it just that just killed him off. After birdie and after birdie and eleven, eleven and twelve, <laughs> like it, it's it's mental. It is. It's the pressures of the game, isn't it? Do you know Definitely. what? Talking about the pressures and the the mental side of the game, it's like where's this Cameron Champ form come from? I had a little look back. I mean, I know he's won. Obviously, this is his third PJ Tour win. He actually joins uh, Ram, Murray, Coward and Bryson as the only players under the age of 27 to win in each of the last three seasons. So he's obviously a, a, a brilliant player. But looking back at his form over the last five, six events, we'll start the PJ Championships, right? He shoots 82-77 to miss the cut of plus 15 at the PGA. Then... Plays the Charles Schwab, shoots 75-70 to plus five to miss the cut. Then at the Memorial, he opens with an 82, 10 over, withdraws. Then the US Open, shoots 76-75, plus nine, misses the cut. And then at the Rocket Mortgages a few weeks back, shoots 71-77, plus four, and misses the cut again. So that's four missed cuts, one withdraw in five tournaments and not breaking 70 once. Then all of a sudden he comes out of the John Deere 
hasn't shot in the 60s since the 16th of May in competitive golf. Shoot 66, 68, 65, 71 for 14 under for tied 11th. And then obviously this week, all four rounds in the 60s to win by two shots of 15 under. Well, he went away and said that he'd been working on his uh, mental game, hadn't he, and his attitude. Is that what it, it was? So I think he, he's been just getting out there and when times have been bad, he's just been giving up because he obviously knows if he's won twice in the PJ Tour. Like, like Dustin Johnson's getting credited for winning every season. Like, he's a, he's in the same sort of boat. He's looking at the people that he's with. He's obviously got it, hasn't he? So I think once he just, he's just, he's think he's been working on his mental side of things. Yeah, he knows if he can turn up any week and win, doesn't he? Because he's, he's oh, yeah. a proven winner on the tour. But I, I remember, I've always seen Cameron Champ, as, as we know, he's a bomber, isn't he? Even this week, eighth in driving distance, 318. He's always between the 315, 325 every time he plays. Yeah. Obviously, not as accurate, but he's always getting it out there. Um, but you've always seen him as one of the top players, and that's why I was quite surprised seeing... His, his lack of form over the last five or six weeks. But then, you know, a talented player as he is, that wins only around the corner, isn't it? Definitely. I think it's all attitude. I think yeah. it's all when the going gets a bit tough. He just, like, even with the withdrawal, it shows, it shows again, doesn't it? Just not not wanting to be there, just getting off, do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a way, it's it's bad from an attitude perspective, but it's, a, it's also, if you flip that, it's a good attitude to have because you could battle that 82 back to it. 66 the next day and make the cut and make a check. But unless something's happened with an injury and he's withdrew, but as he just shot 82 10 over and thought, I can't win, I'm unlikely to make the cut playing the way I'm playing. I'm going to go away and, and try something else. Well, I don't know, whatever his attitude was, he's changed it anyway. So hopefully, we, he might kick on from here and be a multiple winner on tour now every year. Definitely, yeah. Well, one of the biggest turnarounds this week was his putting, um, 206th. In Stokes game putting for the season, and this week he was first. So he's just gonna put for dough. We always say it, don't we? A magic stick. And I also looked at his uh, greens and regulation statistics. Uh, 121st for the season, uh, around 57% of greens and regulation for the season, which is not going to win your golf tournaments. Um, and this week, 75%, eighth. If you put that in with his putting, obviously you can see why he's top of the leaderboard come the end of the week. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what are we just saying here then? Like moving on from champ, are we saying uh, Louis Ustazen is just another fee now, or is it a win round the corner? <laughs> he's looking like another fee now. Um, like, is but- he just going to disappear and we don't even talk about him again? Or like, <laughs> have you seen what's happened since he lost lost in the playoff at the Jura Classic at New Orleans? He finished tied eighth at the eighth at the Valspar, tied second at the PGA Championship. Tied 18th at the Memorial, second at the US Open, third at the Open, and second at the 3M Open. Like, I know. And it, four, like four of his career, 12 career tour runner-ups have come during this, like the last six weeks. Well, those events that you've just been talking about there, do you know in his, his last two seasons, he earned $3.8 million, which yeah. is a nice, it's a nice bit of coin to take home to the wife and kids, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in the last seven events, he's earned four point eight million. No way, a million more in his last seven events than he did over the last two seasons, and he's now moved up to world number eight. So, you know, like you say, it, it is all about winning when they get to that level. It's not about coming second. And he even said, didn't he, going into the Open Championship, 
it kills me finishing second. I want to win tournaments, but he's just got this tag the same way Fino had it. It's just he just he just cannot get it over the line, can he? I know. But as well, say he's won that four point what whatever million there. Like six six shots go the, the other way there, and he's probably winning ten million. Yeah, it is. Like this week, he won four hundred ninety nine thousand, and Camp uh, Champ took home uh, one point two. Yeah, there is a Matt, big that second to first gap's massive, isn't it? It is massive. Yeah, it is. Was he tied second or second alone, Louis? Uh, tied second. Yeah, see, it's 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 a massive it's a massive gap in it. Talking there about obviously I've mentioned Louis world number eight there. So I was having a little look through the world rankings and I was a bit shocked by some of them. To be fair, uh, McIlroy thirteenth now. That's but mad. Put himself back in the top ten, but he's just he, he's 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 obviously going down. He's at the Olympics this week, isn't he? And there's world rankum uh, points at stake. So be interesting to see how he gets on there. Tommy, I mentioned last week. I think he's outside the world's top thirty now, and he is. He's thirty fourth. Yeah, well, got, yeah, maybe he's crushing way at the top five. Yeah, he was. Yeah, pressing towards the top five with a couple. Yeah, just shows you with them rankings, man. He's, he's he's still not won in America, has he? I think once he gets that first win over the line in in, in America, I think that that'll be it. Then I'll push on. But we, we've spoke about it already on this episode, haven't we? It that mental side of the game, it's just torture for for every player, isn't it? It's no. just. Does he believe he can win in America? Obviously, he does, but until he proves it, he's not going to fully believe that, is he? No, definitely not. And then another one, Keegan Bradley. I always see him as a very consistent player. He's 81st in the world now. Is he? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't but, like some of these players, like if you look at the world top 100, you back them all to win it, to win. They're probably all winners, aren't they? We're talking about just outside the 100. Ricky Fowler, who had a good showing, didn't he? He was leading after day one. Um, even posted him, he's saying he's listened to us, and then obviously we put him off <laughs> in the same in the same breath. He's 106th in the world, but four better than him. It, Richard Bland, 102. Shows you what a win. Shows you what a win does, isn't it? It does. It does. And then one that you won't be happy with. Do you know where Tiger is now? What, number one in my eyes. <laughs> put a nine seven on the end of that. Oh, is he? One nine seven. Yes. He'll be outside the world's top uh, 200 after this week. No way. Well, speaking of Fowler and Tiger, I've read an article about Fowler saying that Tiger's getting at it. Yeah. Getting at it. I don't know what that means, but he's getting at it. Well, Tiger's, if he's getting at it, you know what he's up to, don't you? Well. <laughs> oh, do we? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in the gym. He'll be putting money, at least. Yeah. Putting the time in, at least. There we go. And we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Move us nicely. <laughs> Move us nicely onto the Kazoo Open on the European Tour. That was a dramatic finish to watch some of this. Oh my word. Elvira, like you had a six shot lead, six shot lead coming into that day and then just got off to a shocker, didn't he? With bogeys on one and five. Yeah. Nerves, well, I, I, complete nerves. But I, I got a week, week, it goes back again, doesn't it? The the mental side of the game. Yeah, he's definitely. Up, he's he's led round one, led round two, led round three. Goes into the final round with a six-shot lead, like you've just said, and then just cannot get going. Couldn't get going, but then got it back with a couple of birdies, a few monster birdies on, like, uh, I think it was five and seven. Then we had another stupid bogey, and then he had, like, a nine-nine into one of the par fives, made par, and that just, it, it just wasn't pretty, nothing was going for him, do you know what I mean? No, no, it wasn't. He made birdies on 15 and 17, didn't he, which meant that the a par down the last would have done it for him. Um, and then he had that three put down eighteen. Do you know what I think as well? You know, like Harding, 
um, was pressed it all day, didn't he? With a mate, shot sixty-five, missed that putt on on the last, which meant that he could lay up and just make a par. I think if he'd have had to go for it, yeah, it would. Like, he probably would have made the birdie. Yeah, but look, we, know, we we do say this, don't we? Like you, you get pissed off with players not not going for the par fives and two, um, and laying up and and, and not going and giving themselves a chance. He's yeah. played the conservative way because he's got a chance of winning it. Well, Hovland was in the same position, wasn't he? Just yeah. needed the on the last. He goes for it and makes a, makes a birdie. Um, he's not gone for it, played the conservative route, and then he's three-putters, albeit... He, did, he, was... he popped it down there to like six foot and just tugged it, didn't he? I just pushed it, sorry, and just missed it. Just missed it, yeah. But it was a battle of the three-putts because flip reverse, you know what I mean? Yeah. You go down the playoff and Harding does exactly the same thing from like 25, 30 foot. Just I know. Hands I don't know. He raced that first pop pass, didn't he? And then come to like his next one, he just made I was like, oh my God, he's gifted them in, hasn't he? Gifted them in, yeah. 34 years old, yes. You don't know. Al- Alvira. Yeah, yeah. That's his, that's his uh, maiden victory in 195th attempt. No way. He's actually lost two playoffs in the past. Fair play to him then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what, what do you think of Harding's putter? Um, like I, I, I know I'm all for the arm block a little bit, but that one where it's like at your chin, it's just so I don't know. I just yeah. find it mad that it's allowed. No, it's it's very close, isn't it? Because yeah. Because he's not because he's not using the parts of his body to. You're right. It's controversial, but you know, I, I think too much gets said about putting. To be honest. Yeah, you know, you know my feelings on it. I think putting is a very simple task. Do you know what I mean? When you start complicating it with all these statistics and everything, Tiger, Tiger's the prime example of how to how to put. Even when you look at him practicing, as one of his putting drills was putting um, two tees, the length, the 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 width of his putter, the length or width of whatever, the width or length, whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, of, of his putter and then putting a ball in the middle and then trying not to hit the tees back and through. Yeah, and that's that's all you need. You don't need. I suppose mirrors are good for alignment, so there's there's nothing wrong with them. But you could always use sticks. But all these other tools which force you to put a mechanical way and holding the putter a certain way to to make sure your wrist don't break mechanically. Like putting is a feel part of the game. You need mm. to feel going in in my opinion so you yeah. know I think too much gets said about putting and goes in and I know obviously the putting coaches and the best putting coaches in the world will probably argue the toss with that but I honestly think that you know you put the as easy as it sounds you put the ball on the right line at the right pace it's going to go in and you only genius <laughs> but I, um, yeah I think putting gets too complicated but I can always say, look at Jack Nicholas, you know what I mean? He stands all to the side and, just, and then it's it, you know what I mean? A little bladed thing and he held everything. There's loads. Brad Faxon, one of the best putters in the world, one of the best putting coaches in the world, do you know what I mean? He was just a standard grip, standard putt. You know, it's a, the, the best putters in the world and the ones who've won continuously, the, the two biggest winners of all time, Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, they just make putting, they just, they've got a certain way of doing it and, and they do it and that's it. Yeah. So, yes. Um, do you see where Matt Wallace was getting a bit of flack when he seen him throw the club? No, no, what, what happened? He, 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 he takes like a shot like that and then he throws the club over his head like that forward 
and just takes a big chunk out the ground. And everyone's just like, um, what was his name? Gary Evans, I think his fellow was an, ex- an old pro, just saying like, it's, it's not just like once a, a, a thing, yo, it's every week with these fellas, him and Hatton and that, they're just a disgrace. Yeah, but it's just showing passion, isn't it? I mean, I don't, you, I, I don't like this club throwing me, really. I'd, yeah, I'd, but you look at Sergio Garcia, what tournament was he on when he took like six or seven swings out of the bunker? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fucking disgraceful, isn't it? Yeah, well, that, that is disgraceful, doing that continuously, but hitting a bad shot and just flinging your club in front of you. I but he fling, I'll, we'll put the video on the socials because he'll have to the way he throws it and the way he takes the, the, the ground out. Yeah, I've not I've not seen it, but I'd have to see it. But we talk about it all the time. You do want to see you you do want to see passionate golfers. All right, I get it if every golfer is throwing the clubs around and it's causing a nightmare and it's slowing up play, yeah. But if you just got one or two or three characters who get a bit angry, it's good to have them type of players on the golf course. It makes golf better, in my opinion. I suppose, yeah. Well, why don't you give him a little tweet then to um, give him a cheer him up because he's getting flack everywhere of everyone else. <laughs> I will. I'll say I've got you back when we get him on. I'll tell him. We'll tell him. We'll tell him. Well, that was a good event. It, it was, was a good event, that, yeah. yeah. Didn't see much what? of Gareth Bale knocking about, like. A few interviews, yeah, seen, but no, I didn't see much. He was obviously just supporting the tour, isn't he? Which, yeah. You talk about the lack of funds and the. In the sport, and obviously he's doing it because it's in Wales and he wants to support Welsh golf. But you know, you put events on the European Tour in Wales, and and you've got people like that supporting it, then it's going to enhance the game, isn't it? So it's good to see. But no, props to Nacho Elvira uh, following the yeah. footsteps Jimenez as the second Spaniard um, to win the title. Yeah, and he said in his interview at the end, didn't he? About obviously, I hope Sevi's looking down. He's proud of me and all of our because they're his two heroes. So nice. Nice, nice touch. Nice touch. Hey, uh, yeah, I've got a bit of news flash as well. Minji Lee is Min Woo Lee's brother. Did you know that? <laughs> I do now, yeah. I know. I, oh didn't my, know. I was watching Min Woo Lee's Instagram. I thought he's very highly invested in this girl's round, and then and then I clocked it all. Like I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, brother and sister. It's incredible, isn't it? Obviously, Min yeah. Woo Lee, the Scottish Open. Um. And then Min Geely talk about giving away leads. It's another one. I know. Another play and then another playoff. Another playoff, yeah. Well, like I, that's how many tournaments have been set up with playoffs. Like it's a joke, isn't it? It's been a lot now, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Been... Don't know the number, but that is that it for the majors for the women now, is it? I think so, yeah. I think that, that's it for, for all of them. Yeah, for everything, isn't it? That's the fifth major, yeah, for everyone. And that's her first major win. Yeah. Min Geely. Yeah. But the, the put and again all down to put on that sixty four that year like and and um, that jing jing on Lee six she just kept couldn't get it going could she barely bogeys all over the place and it was just it was a similar story really to the European tour wasn't it really yeah, it was to be honest yeah she's obviously just not got started and again it just goes down to mental because on the um, on the th- th- Friday. She unstoppable Lee six. She shot a four sixty one, ten birdies, eight pars on the Saturday. On, on the Saturday that was, yeah, ten birdies, ten under yeah. pars. Maybe that's the lo- uh, the tied lowest round ever in a major history. Sixty one by the by the girl. Unbelievable, yeah. That's what I mean. Didn't have a bogey on the card. Have more birdies than pars. It's ridiculous. And Sick, then isn't it? ten shot swing there. <laughs> she to seventy one on the so Sunday. It's, it's mental, isn't it? 
It is, yeah, it is. But it just shows you the mental side of the game. If it, if they could all shoot sixty-one every round, it'd be a bit of a boring sport to watch, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I don't know. It could be fireworks, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, that Leona Maguire matched that feat as well, shooting a birdie free, uh, bogey free sixty-one as on the uh, on the Sunday. I've seen that. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Did she have any eagles, or was it just all birdies for her as well? I didn't see. Yeah. I just thought it was bogey free sixty-one, but it's. Unbelievable, isn't it? Like, like both matching the the record on the uh, on on this major Sunday. Do you know what I mean? That's ridiculous, ridiculous golf. I see. Um, Georgia Hall was the top uh, English player. She shot a weekend score of 66, 64. Uh, she finished thirteen under. Uh, took home a nice check of one hundred and twenty three k for that. Nice. So she done it. Yeah, definitely. Hall was doing all right, wasn't she? Then just fell off on the Sunday. Oh, yeah, it's interesting because um, she was only two behind eventual when a Minji Lee going into the Sunday. But obviously, yeah. it's a 10 shot difference. Um, Lee shot a 64 and Charlie all shot a 74 and ends up finishing tied 25th. So I'm sure she'll be disappointed in that. But she's just announced she'll be playing in the Women's Scottish Open this year. So that's good for um, the, the Ladies European Tour anyway. Well, because this this event this week's a triple sanctioned with the LPGA, the LET, so she's playing this week as well. Oh, she's playing on this one as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over in Ireland. Well, yeah, congratulations to Minji Lee on your maiden major victory. Brilliant, yeah. I'm talking about majors. Um, just got some um, bit of review on the, the senior open as well for the... Ah, yeah, yeah. For the, for the uh, fellas, yeah. Um, Body. Doddy, yeah, shot a third round, 62, to put himself into contention, which was nine birdies and one bogey round Sunnendale, which is no mean feat. It was by far the best the best round of the week. Um, and he just pipped Jimenez, who we, we posted, didn't we? Is Albatross. Um, on that the was first a, a slam dunk Albatross, come on. I know, what a start, eh? <laughs> like, Pretty what old. is that? One. Good start, mate, yeah. And then he shoots five under in the final round. Obviously, wasn't playing with Dodd. Um, but it left Dodd needing a birdie down the last to win. They're on the same score, uh, knocked it to ten foot and just sent it home. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was, I was interested. I was um, reading the article about Dodd his interview afterwards, and he hasn't played competitive golf at all recently, and he had no expectations going into this. Going into this, obviously, where you got the names Darren Clark, Bernard Langer, Annie Els, um, Colin Montgomery, Jimenez. Do you know what I mean? All the, all the top. Shows you, don't it? These these guys could still compete on the PGA tour. You know what I mean? It's, it's, exactly. It shows you, man. It's like dropping the expectations. The key, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, not expecting to win, and not. And he's obviously done that. But the nerves must have been rattling, and it's a birdie. Um, the 18th to win your first senior open. That's you know, great, isn't it? Some stones on the guy. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and um, obviously Darren Clark. It was nice to see him in contention. He, um, he faded off, ended up finishing third. And Langer, he was looking for his fifth British Open win. Is that what it is, yeah? I believe I've just called it British Open after all the same. Yes, you know, <laughs> me, me and Colin know, me and Colin know. <laughs> yeah, that he's, he's already won it four times, Langer, yeah. So it would have been his fifth win. He finished fourth in the end again. He yeah. just faded off. Um, speaking to Shaq Lady earlier as well, um, after I got home, um, he was disappointed with his finish. He uh, bogeyed four of the last five holes to finish one under, which was tied 18th. Um, otherwise, he would have been top 10, which would have been his best finish in a major. Ah. No, if so. he did watch just a few pars, would have got him in. 
Yeah, I think if he'd yeah, if he'd have just finished, I think two over in his last four holes, five holes, he would have got top ten, uh, and he would have been tied seventh. He'd have parred in. So what is this? What's the what's the thing I formed this week? It's not a major, is it? Just uh, just an event. Well, it's, it's the PJ Championships are the equivalent to Wentworth. The seniors. Ah, right, race. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we were there on Sunday. So shout yeah. out. Shackers for sorting the tickets for us, appreciate that. Um, but if anyone does want to attend the event, it's at Formby Golf Club. Um, tickets are £10 for adults and kids under the age of 16 can get in for free. So, um, if you fancy it, go online, be good support, good to support the tour. Well, definitely, yeah. Well, that move us nicely on to that time again. It will, yeah. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie boogie buzz, the birdie boogie buzz, birdie bogey buzz. What's your birdie? My birdie is watching an interview there with Tommy and the passion that he was, the way he was talking about winning a gold medal and what it means to him and being in the village and watching the other Olympians put the medal tally up and wanting to be a part of it. Like, I just, I've never really heard an interview where he's wanted to come out and said that he wants to win a tournament so I feel like he's got a bit of passion and drive behind him to get a to get a to get a, a, a W this week no so. definitely yeah. it was good to see the passion yeah I mean he's, he's he's probably one of the only ones who've been vocal we've heard a lot of players yeah, haven't we talked about like withdrawing and like what was it DJ wanted to withdraw because it was in between the Open and the WG St. St. Jude wasn't it so yeah we is that really the right attitude to have? You've just won the Masters. It was after he just won the Masters where he, where he announced it. So, you know what I mean? Eight months before it's due, is it really the right call to be making? And then uh, it, it's good to see someone as passionate as him, you know, really up for getting there and wanting to win that goal. So, no, crap, oh, definitely, yeah. What's, uh, what's your birdie? It's just getting the tickets on Sunday. Ah, um, oh, nice. Shackers. Yeah, and then obviously we went went to Scottish Open, didn't we? Um, missed out on the Open just because it was an absolute nightmare to get to. And you were away at the time and I was travelling away on the Monday. But um, I get out of isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, on the Saturday. So we'll be there on the Sunday. Otherwise, it'll be all, it would have been all four days. But yeah, no, just getting out and watching a different tour. That's my baby this week. I'm looking forward to it. Nice, yeah. Good one. Uh, my bogey is a, a like another personal one. Just my, taunt, my tournament play, like I keep turning up to the tournaments, like the club champs on the weekend, and just putting it in spots that I was in bunkers. Didn't even know that the course was on the course. <laughs> Doing that, I just going in. My, my, I was like, this lad goes, you've just clipped the tree there, and I went, I looked at the left and looked around the like, this tree, and went, I didn't even know them trees were there. Really, I didn't. Well, know, I didn't well, actually. Well, on well, on, on four. Yeah, I know them trees. Yeah, <laughs> but I went that would be in the ditch there. Anyway, I don't think you've made the ditch, it's it's short of that. And I was like, honestly, I thought the ditch went all the way down, I didn't even know it stopped. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I was just and then just error after error after error, I couldn't get going. And just, I just need to sort my mental game out massively and just treat a tournament like or play more tournaments and it feels normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you go, you go in a flag, so as you know. Just, I didn't even have the chance to go flag. It was all over the place. <laughs> well, I mean, I, the, 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 the holes that I actually find the hardest, which are like usually I like I'd, I'd mess up on, I'd pad them all. <laughs> That's always the way, isn't it? Like it, it got to a point where I said on 17, I said to this lad, I went, look, 
I've been aiming at the flag all day and I've been getting nowhere near it. I'm going to aim at them bunkers over there on the left and watch this bit. It goes by the flag and then just aim, look, stood there, lined up with the bunkers, hit this shot, it went, flew up, went to 10 foot and knocked it in. And he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what a bastard of a game. And bro. I just went, what is golf? And then this, like, this fella was looking for his ball on the left and he went, it's trying to love something that pisses you off. <laughs> Nailed it. I was like, that is getting said on the podcast this week. That <laughs> brilliant. My oh. vote, um, Bryson DeChambeau and John Ram out of the Olympics due to COVID, just COVID again. I mean, how unlucky can John Ram get? Honestly, I seen a meme, like a meme saying, like, if testing positive was an Olympic sport and he's got all the medals, like, he's got a picture of Phelps on his head. <laughs> Uh, it's just obviously he's what what has he got positive COVID and he's won a major in between. Just mad. Well he, he no, he's had he's been in contact with someone twice and then he's had now he's he's got got it himself. So he he's not been in contact, he's actually positive now. I think he's actually got it this time, yeah. Bloody hell, it's ridiculous. So, well that's my bust as Ram getting fucked um for COVID. Yeah, but it's lucky that he's not from South Korea because the South Koreans, the only way that they get out of the military service is by winning a gold medal. Yeah, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember when um, Son at the when they were going to win the Olympics in um, Korea? Yeah, a couple of years back, and he, he couldn't look at the penalty because if he didn't, if he didn't score that pen, he would have to go to the military. Son for, for Tottenham and football. For Tottenham, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened? So now, he's... what? He scored it. He scored it. Yeah, yeah. So he doesn't have yeah. to go. Happy days. But the maddest thing is that this come up quite a lot because I was at the golf course and this Korean I called Jin. He yeah. Just that I was saying to a lot of Peter, like, "Where's Jin?" And he went, "He's gone to the army, and he's been he's like eighteen year old professional golfer, ripping it, Euro pro. Now he's got to go. Gone. Just part of their culture in the country. He's got to go with the army for two years. Yeah." Wow. That might be another big thing about why there's not that many Korean uh, golfers because if you get took at 18 or 19, it's two years of known golf where everyone else is excelling. Yeah, which is... But the, the women, the women are, are just killing it. The Korean. Well, they don't have to go to the army, do they? That's what I mean, yeah. So it just it's that point that you've just made there. Maybe that's why you don't see as many because you see so many unbelievable women professional golfers yeah. on the outdoor. But not so many on, on the Well, we, we we asked that in see, didn't we? And she she didn't really give an answer like that. But that's I reckon that's got a massive part of it, hasn't it? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. So if if him or who's the Korean that's um at the Olympics. So see who can if one of them win a um, gold medal, they don't have to do the service, but then if they do, if they don't, at some point they could just get called for army service. You know what I mean? And they're in the middle of a, the career. Mad, isn't oh, it? Not when you turn 18, you do two years, it can be at any point. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't know Bad that. one. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, my bust is a personal one. Uh, you've had a personal one there um, for your bogey. Is I've played eight holes of golf in a month. And golf's a better place for that. <laughs> <laughs> the trees are safer. <laughs> <laughs> Your bank balance is fine. You're not losing a pro v every other hole. <laughs> no, but it's um, 
I'm going to St Andrews in three weeks, aren't I? Ah, yeah. We've got that. Um, no, we do the. Ah, uh, the, the oldies versus the youngies. Oldies versus the youngies. Yeah, so that's in three weeks. Didn't realise it was propping up so quick. So, um, last Wednesday we went and done eight holes while you were away in Madeira, um, and then just done the draw. Do you know for for the first round of the pick? So we do. We've got three rounds of golf. We're playing uh, Fairmont. We're playing uh, St Andrews and we're playing the Castle Course. Sick. So, um, doubles, better, four ball, better ball. There's eight for the oldies and eight for the youngies. The oldies won last time. Um, so You're yeah. an oldie, aren't you? I'm an oldie, yeah. I made yeah. the oldies, so uh, we're, we're going with a star on our, on, our, um, on our shoulders this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yes, yeah, do four ball, better ball. Um on the first day, four ball best ball on the second day, um, and then we do eight singles matches, but go out in four balls on the, on the final day. So um, to keep everyone posted how that goes, but eight holes in a month is no good. No, no, some... we'll have to. We'll get back out there. We'll get sorted. But you know, yeah, got, well, you, know, you, know you know, we got drawn against in the first round. Harry and um, someone else. Danny Jones and Paul Howard. Paul oh. Howard. Oh, Danny Jones is plus one now. <laughs> See you later. It's, better, it's better ball as well. And when we played those eight holes... Who are you with? I'm with Gary. Gary Dwyer. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Ryan, who does the odds of merit, is dad. Yeah, so yeah. He, Gary plays a five or four. Solid player. But he, um, he got the unlucky draw of being, being drawn with me. So. <laughs> nah, you'll be sweet, man. you just get up and down anyway. Don't be worried. That's it, that's it. We'll see how it goes. But that's me bust. I need to start playing a bit more. So um starting next week, I'm back at it. Well, that moves on nicely to the Ryder Cup. Speaking of the formats there. Yeah, lovely. 1995 uh, Ryder Cup at Oak Hill Country Club in Pittsford, New York. The Ryder um Cup. the Europe we're just gonna we're just gonna bash through this one, I think, because we've we we've left it out for a bit, haven't we? we were gonna do two, wasn't we? But we'll we'll do two next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to catch up one week. Go on, yeah, definitely. Um, the Europeans won by a margin of one point, 14 and a half to 13 and a half, to take really? the cup back. It was only the Europe's second ever victory on, on uh, the US soil. And it was uh, the third consecutive cup where Bernard Gallagher was the captain and the only side that they've been, the only time they've been victorious. But there was a couple of hole in ones. Constantino Rocker had one on the third. It was, sorry, it was the third hole in one in Ryder Cup history. And then the next day, Howard Clark had one. In his match with Peter Jacobson, so doubled the uh, the hole in one tally in two days. In two days, yeah, and it's the first time that the USA have led going into the singles since 1981, and yeah. they lost. So I think it must be like a mentality thing when you're behind in them singles, you get more riled up to go out there and win it. Definitely. You know what I mean? And also the rookies played a big part again where. Five rookies, and it did include like Phil Mickelson and Tom Lehman for the uh, USA, compared to two rookies for, for Europe. So experience prevailed. It does, yeah. You'd imagine that the weight that's on your shoulders, you're taking the weight of a nation in the Ryder Cup, aren't you? Exactly. Uh, so we spoke, didn't we, back in the, when it was GB and Ireland? It wasn't really a big deal, a big competition. But now that we've introduced Europe, um, it's a massive deal, isn't it? There's obviously there's a lot of talk and a lot of cheap talk that goes on in between in between days and, and what's going on and stuff. So it's a lot of pressure to take. So having a Ryder Cup behind you, 
pays pays dividends, doesn't it? No, definitely, yeah, million percent. But I just sort of done that quite briefly because I thought we were going to do two. So, but next week we'll do we'll do two, and we'll and the the um the generational goat debate will be back as well. But another victory for Europe, anyway, as we lead up to the um to the Ryder Cup. Definitely, definitely. Right, shall we talk Olympics now? We can talk Olympics if you want, or we can talk the ISP hander, whichever, whichever way you want to do it, brother. Well, Olympics is our picks, isn't it? So let's go um, ISPS. Okay. Go on. Crazy event, the ISPS yeah. Handa World Invitational. By, I don't know why it's presented by Modest Golf. I don't know why everything keeps getting presented by someone these days, like Gareth Bale last week, Niall Horan this week. Going on, get more money into the tour, mustn't it? You know, Niall Horan's um, done a great job, hasn't he? You know, sharing the uh, having an individual pop, men and women playing on the same tour, same same tournament again. It's great, yeah. Two tournaments 144 men, 144 women, 72 holes, and two cuts with two equal prize funds <clears throat> of 1.5 million each. Three yeah. tours involved, so like it'd be a good, should be a good event, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should be amazing. Yeah, I've seen it. a lot of a lot of people we follow on the Instagram um, are over there playing. Oh, Amy Bilden's there. Yeah, uh, Mansell, uh, Sophie Powell's playing. Yeah, uh, Charlie Hull. Charlie Hull, Carly Booth. Yeah, don't know. Um, you and Fergus will be playing only because it's modest. I think he's having a week off. You know, I think Ferg- he's having a week off. Fergus, I'm not too sure though. Interesting. I know he's at the other night tournament last week in the kazoo, didn't he? So we'll be there. Yeah, Slats, Mantle, Baldwin, all the all the all the pod alumni are there. Yeah, so but it's over two different courses: the Galgrom, Galgrom, which is like only like seven thousand yards, past seventy, and then the Mansarine, which is seven three or seven two nine nine, and it's a past seventy two. So what what are they? How are they doing it? Then are they is it a women playing one course and men playing the other, or are they mixing it? And are they going out men and women playing together, or is it two separate tournaments? You know. I think it's two separate tournaments, but I think they're all going out together. I don't, I don't know if they're playing with each other because they'll be different teams, won't they? I don't know. Yeah. Well, they've done it at the Scandinavian, didn't they? Where they yeah. played women together. So, um, well, I'd say with all the inclusion, it might all just be mix, mixing it up. I couldn't find the tea times. Fact check, first one of the Fact check. We'll get that checked right out. <laughs> no, but it's, it, it is good to see. You know, be, I know it's different tees and stuff, but conditions will be the same. They're putting on the same greens. Yeah. You know, and all you're doing by shortening the distance is just making it fairer. So be interesting to see how the scores compare if they are playing um the, the same course, but just in di- on different days and see see well, how they all go. Well, it's weird because there's three tours involved. Like if if you win, like if an LPJ tour player or an LET player is not um on the LPJ tour, like do they get an LPJ tour win to the name if they win this one as well, or what what happens? It's way too funny one, isn't it? Yeah, another fact check for us there. I've not yeah. really looked into that, but be interesting to see because there's, there's hardly much, there's not that much information out there on it. If, if I'm honest, when I was looking around today, no, no, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back, we'll get more into that. But it should be a good tournament, shouldn't it? We'll find out, won't we? Come come um, come Thursday when they first tee off, and we'll um, definitely be keeping an eye on it and watching and seeing what, oh, seeing what yeah. I think the Olympics starts tomorrow, doesn't it? Yeah, the, no, the Olympics is Thursday to Sunday, but I'm not sure what the time difference is. It tomorrow? I think with the, I think with, yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I think but, with the time difference, it starts on Wednesday, yeah. You mentioned there about not knowing um, about what they get if they win. Uh, what's interesting about the Olympics, it's not going to offer any FedEx points, but it is an official European tour event. So 
the player who wins the gold medal will get an official win. They'll be awarded with an official win um, and get all the exemptions that come with it, plus race to Dubai points. So it'll be important for this year's Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits for uh, if any Europeans get 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 that victory, uh, but also getting to like the Tour Championships in, in over in Dubai and things like that. So um, the the lower ranked players will see probably see this as an opportunity. Obviously, go down in history, but you will also get. Get the perks of, of of winning a European tour event, and then in, in, in addition to that, the gold medalist they're also going to be awarded with an invite to the WGC St Jude, um, because world ranking points are on offer. So whoever wins will get that place into the top fifty. Like uh, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about all that being uh, so with the Olympics as well. It's like I thought the Olympics like for amateurs and like for. Do you know what I mean? Like non-professional sports and all this stuff, and then now you're getting invites to WGCs off, off being in, in the Olympics. It's like it's mad, isn't it? Well, yeah, just because you will, yeah, will ranking points on events. I mean, I think it's a good thing because you're not just going there and and winning a gold medal. No, it's a good thing for the players, and uh, but it's not a good thing for like golf uh, or like the like the Olympics as a whole. You can see why it got bailed, I think, because it's professionals. Do you know what I mean? It's professional people. Well, do you think golf should be an Olympic sport? Don't know, you know. No, it should definitely, definitely because it. You look at all of the individual sports like swimming. Yeah. You know what I mean? The swimming are professional athletes, aren't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not all amateurs. It's it's. I think boxing's amateurs, isn't it? You know what I mean? You look at the boxing there. It it's it's only the amateurs when you look at the boxing. But I think when it comes to the likes of other sports, there's still professional sportsmen and sportswomen who. Compete in the Olympics, so I think it's I think it's got a great place in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the England rugby team in the Olympics is like the England rugby team that plays. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So you got the England seven, the Great Britain sevens. They're all professional rugby players. Mad. Yeah, because look, Richarlison's playing in the world in the World Cup. He, he's a professional footballer, plays for Everton. Yeah, I suppose. I yeah. don't know. I just feel like if it, like all right, then it's fine if it's if it's that like that. But I mean. To be bringing the European tour in and getting all benefits from it as well, like you're going there to win a medal, and, and that should be enough. If if it's if it's that about like stuff like that, yeah. No, I can see, I can see a point, but you know, it's it's the it's the additional perks, isn't it? You're not just it's just the added motivation. That's why for me, I can't see why some players have, have turned away. We spoke about world rankings there, and the the t- I know obviously Ram couldn't help what happened to him because he's he's obviously. Uh, being a positive COVID test, but Adrian House is ranked 163rd in the world, and he's the top Spanish player playing for Spain yeah. in in the Olympics. And when you look at the, the top Spanish players that are out there playing, no dis- disrespect to Adrian House, but there are better players there. And you look at that across the board. Um, I think we spoke about it before. DJ not playing in it, and then you look at like it's like Hatton pulled out, didn't he? And Tommy got a place, like yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean, it's like this, or like the shambles that's to pull out and Reed's got in. It's like it's mad, isn't it? It just, I think these these type of players are going to live to regret it when they're older because Justin Rose can sit back now and be like, "I am an Olympic champion," and he does yeah. say it all the time, and he gets announced as Olympic champion sometimes on on tournaments. So it's like it's. It's one of those things that nobody can take away from you. It's only played once every four years, so your opportunities to play in it are going to be slim. You might get two, maybe three chances to play in it. So why would you? Why would you turn it away? Yeah. Looking at, what looking do you think, 
like, what do you think they value more, like a major or, or a gold medal? I think at the moment it's a major, isn't it? It's got to be because, but I think over time it, the gold medal is going to trump it, I think. Do you think? What do you think? It depends who you are, doesn't it? Like if you're like if you're Morikawa and you're going out, then you get a gold medal and you've got a couple of majors and you're set for life. Then a gold medal might mean a lot. But if you're like Pierre or Arnus and, and a win's going to get you a gold medal's going to get you, or a major, sorry, going to get you a couple of million, then it's a major going to be more to you, isn't it? Yeah, I think if you look at the history books, what what are people what are people judged against? It's majors, isn't it, at the moment? And that's because there's no longevity of an Olympics, so. There's only one gold medalist. Yeah. It's just a no. So it's not comparable. But I think over time, a gold medal is going to be a really big deal. Oh, it's going yeah. to be in the history books as, as this player won four majors, that player won four majors, but that player won one gold. So they've had a better career. You know, yeah. you look at you look at what Justin Rose is one, he's a major champion and he's a gold medalist, and he's a he's a Ryder Cup legend, he's won Ryder Cup. So you look at Justin Rose's career and you compare it to other people and Justin Rose literally has won everything. You can't really say that about any, anybody else. Yeah. I know. It's interesting it's all about legacy because Mayweather's got a good quote on he? Like, you can't eat legacy. <laughs> <laughs> legacy doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> it doesn't, but, you know, when the other tournaments are paying the bills for you, then it's okay to have a legacy. That's, well, that's what I mean. That's, that's it, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but today it's a bit of a beast of a course, isn't it? I've read, I've read three different yardages, but I think it's around four thousand four hundred and forty-six is like the official one. But I think it can play up to like four uh, seven six. I, I say seven thousand seven thousand four hundred forty-six. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna fact check that one. <laughs> it's getting late. You've had me up late, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, we're past the hour again. I think is it? Um, it's around seven and a half thousand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Less than though, because if you look at the finishing holes, 17 obviously 17 and 18 are both par fours, and 17 measures 343 and 18 measures 500. Big difference, isn't it? It'll be a tail of two halves, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's it's because there's been a, a few storms and that, so it's going to be wet as well, so it's going to be playing longer, right? There's an old um, historic course designer called Charles Hugh Allison. And he's he, he's 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 known for making these dead big deep bunkers, and they're in good spots as well. Like the the fourteenth, like three twenty five, and you can you can try and get over the bunker, but it's it's in such a good spot where like you need a good three would get you up there, and then you can still probably go for it. But when if you're in these bunkers, like they're still called Allison's bunkers these days, even though the course has been uh, redesigned by Fazio. Fazio redesigned as he just kept the Allison bunkers in, yeah. He kept the bunkers in, yeah. Yeah, because they were so well designed. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, so it's it's good, isn't it? Be a hazard. You go, you go to, you go to bunkers should be a hazard. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go to any links course, and you know it's you you go into a bunker, you're punished for it, aren't you? You mightn't get the distance, but that is you you should always get um, punished for it. So look. Looking back at the course specifically, uh, obviously when Justin Rose won the Olympics in, in Rio, the golf course was designed specifically for the, the, the Olympics. It, it was built for that. Um, but this one, the Kasumigayasehi Country Club. Um, Glad you said that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been going for almost a century. Yeah. 
hear about the, the different designers and the different uh, scopes on the course, yeah. So it's one I'm looking forward to watching, really. Um, Hideki Matsuyama, he'll be a... Um, he's, won twice, he's won twice there, hasn't he, already? At that yeah. course. Yeah. Um, you've got, he's got a, and, he's, and he's at home. What's interesting about the 2010 um, Amateur Championship that he won, he never actually made, the, made it to that tournament on merit, but he didn't have enough players to fill the field, so he got an invite as a top amateur to play in it. Um, and he ended up winning it by five shots. No way. He got him an invite to the Masters in 2011, and he actually became low amateur that year in 2011, and then obviously winning it this year, he became... Uh, uh, one of only a couple of players to have won low amateur and then go on to win the Masters. I think it's only like Jack, Jack Tiger, and I can't remember who the others are. There's about four or five players who hold that. But it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it just shows the journey, yeah. And he's actually come out and said that winning that tournament in 2010 was what kickstarted his career. Nice. Second, well, it? It, he's obviously going to go there with serious high hopes and he all good feelings. Definitely, yeah, definitely. But, but I read a mad quote there, like someone saying, like, um, it's not like about the course, and it's not quite like Quail Hollow because Quail's more demanding off the tee. It plays a bit like Harbour Town, that it's Harbour Town that's not driving everywhere, but it's not so tricked up. Um, the rooting, like the pine trails and the cypress trees, make it like Riviera, but it's not a Riviera, and then the deep bunkers make it intriguing. And then Finno quoted it, Finno's. Uh, Finno, Tommy's caddy, quoted saying it's got a spyglass vibe. And at the end of the article that I read, it said, sorry for this um, statement that it doesn't really give a clear indication on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so expect the unexpected. So it's a bit like everywhere, but then at the same time, it's not like anything. Yeah. That should, that should make our picks easy then. Who have you gone for? I've gone for, you know, that main man, Tommy. Well, so before we pick, should we tell should we tell everyone the, the script? Yeah. It's a bit different, isn't it? So we're picking from the Olympics this week. Um, and it's just three players, uh, no pots, just pick the three. And if your player gets gold, you'll receive 30 points. If your player gets silver, you'll receive 20 points. And if your re- player receives bronze, you'll receive 10 points. So 30, 20, 10 and um, if you pick the, the right players in the right order of, of where they get medals. And if they don't, because there's no cut this week, um, if they don't place for a medal, then you just receive z- receive zero for the week. And if you, well, so if, you if, if Tommy gets gold and then say I've got Morikawa getting silver and Higo getting uh, bronze, but they've got extra points for that. If you're getting one, two, three. So, yeah, let's do it if you pick... Yeah, let's put a tag next to it then. So if you pick your three picks, you've got to say whether you think they're going to get gold. Yeah, so, so I'm going for Tommy for gold. Yeah. yeah. I'm going for Morikawa for silver. Yeah. And then I'm going to go for Garak Higo for bronze. Okay, yeah. So then you get an extra 10 points if you get that right. I'm going, that on, I'm going to have to put that on the bookies when I get an extra 10 grand, I think. <laughs> Yeah, never mind your 10 points. What's more important, 10 grand or 10 points? <laughs> 10 points at the minute. <laughs> yeah, do you think 10 points is fair? It's difficult to gauge the points, isn't it? But yeah, you get more for getting. I think, the... I think, I do think more maybe. We'll put a vote out on the story. Yeah, times against us, like when you got 
20, less than 24 hours if it starts tomorrow. Well, we'll just pick the first person that says it, then we'll just go with that. <laughs> okay, points to be decided when we post them tomorrow. Um, yeah. My selections are Hideki Matsuyama for gold. Yeah. Paul Casey for silver. And Tommy Fleetwood for bronze. Oof. English, at, English two medals. Back in the Brits, yeah. Got to back the Brits in the Olympics. And I just think Hideki to get gold for his country. Yeah. Big for him. He's won the Masters. He's won there twice. So it'd be great to see him win it. I was going to pick Hideki, but he hasn't really played or been about, has he? So I'm just like, a bit, mm. but mm. never know. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to it anyway. I am, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Next week we'll be back. I know we, we briefly went over the Ryder Cup there. Um, we'll be back hopefully live next Monday. We'll see yeah. um, what happens over the next couple of days with this quarantine. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be back live on Monday, 8 o'clock, and that'll be a, a trend then moving forward. We'll be back with all the segments. It's going to be South Africa um, for the Generation of Gold debate. We've got Gary Player versus Ernie Els. And Ryder Cup, we will get 1997 and 1999 in, and we'll be back to review the Olympics and all the other tournaments. And we will, and we'll be back to you on what happened is going on in the European Tour this week as well. <laughs> Definitely, we'll be back to you at that. But selections will be out um, for for tomorrow. And good luck to everyone who's playing. And last thing to say is just enjoy your golf. Enjoy your golf. Good chatting to you, brother. Yes. Ciao.